Hi, welcome to Through a Handler's Eyes. I'm Jo Hilda and I'll be interviewing assistance dog handlers Australia-wide. We won't be discussing legalities or training methods, just the journey of the human and their dog. Hi, today we welcome assistance dog handler Chris and his dog Tamari. Chris is from the Northern Territory and um, he is an owner-trainer. How are you today, Chris? Um, I'm not an actual owner-trainer. The dog was trained by the hearing dog. Oh, okay. So you have hearing dog. Um, yeah, and a great to that lion hearing dog. So oh, lovely. Lion hearing dog, trained dog, and they did reception. Oh, lovely. So it's great to have you here. Um, when did you get your first assistance dog? To the lion hearing dog. Uh, tomorrow it's my third hearing dog that I had yeah. um, and to get trained through the line hearing dog support them and they donate the dog to the recipient. When did you get your first dog? Well, been in 1991. Okay, so what influenced you in making the decision to have a hearing dog? I would get leave, I would leave in home. And I was going um, into university to do further study and I needed something to help me to be independent and I'd love dog, so I decided to uh, apply for a hearing dog. And how did you hear about the hearing dogs? I have always known them since I was a young person. Um, I think we saw it on the, on the 50 minute or on a TV show and yeah. been wanting as a kid until I grew up and started to go to university. Right. Um, tell me a little bit about Tamari. Okay, Tamari is a red hair Staffy cross. She is about 10 years old. She was a rescue dog. I believe she was found in Port Augusta and she was sent to the Royal Vet where they have a program of... Um, um, program of um, um, adopting pet out, and they thought to be the intelligent dog, so they sent her to the hearing dog centre where she was trained. And um, when I was looking for another hearing dog, when my old dog was growing, uh, the hearing dog centre gave me Tamari. Okay, you've had two other dogs before Tamari. When they retire, do you get to keep them or do they go somewhere else? No, hearing dogs have a policy where you only can keep um, one dog on the property uh, or in the home. The, the, uh, the reasoning for that is they believe that if you have another dog in on the, at home, it will distract the dog from doing its job. Right. So does the um, hearing dogs, they uh, place the dogs in another home after they retire from you? Um, either I'll find a home for, for them or they will find a home for them. And when they find a home, they make sure the person that getting them is a suitable candidate for it. Give us a bit of an idea of, so you got your first hearing dog when you went to university. Do you have to go and stay 
at the hearing dog place like they do with guide dogs or do they come um, to your house and help no, you? The, what happened is the um, lion hearing dog, um, they sent the trainer out to the community that you're living in and um, they try, they work with the recipient on the dog. The dog is fully trained by the time before they leave the, um, the centre. When they get to the centre, uh, they, the dog have to be retrained to, to work with its new owner and yes. recognise sound in the home. And then they have we have the support of the local lion club um, to come out three times a week to help with the training for three months. And then usually after three months, um, it becomes a fully accredited hearing dog. Yep. So for the first three months the dog lives with you, the um, lion trainer comes to your house a few times a week to help the dog settle in and to you to the, learn, the lion, both of you to learn each other's ways. That lion hearing dog trainer come for a week. Yeah. Then the local lion club member, they're told by the hearing dog centre how to um, work with the dog and they come yeah. to time of week. So the, the, I'm saying it only come out for a week. The rest of the time is done voluntary through the yeah. Lion Club. Oh, that's lovely. Now, when you got your first dog, were you still at home with your parents when you got it before you went to university or did they come out to the university to, to train it? Got her shut before I, got, I went to university. Uh, basically, a week after I got the dog, I moved it into university. Uh, they don't allow that part anymore. They um, tend to say, what well, you need to be in um, one plate for three months before they allow you to, 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 uh, to move again. All oh, right. So, so if someone were to get it now, they would probably... Set, either get the dog three months before they went to university or they'd have to get it when they first went to university so that they could train it in that yeah, environment. Yeah, basically they need to be in the same place so they can um, um, get familiar with this, the, the environment. Then when yeah. that easier for the dog to work with the sound. Yeah. Um, how do people respond to you with your dog when you're doing public access? Okay, of the majority of the population are pretty uh, responsive, positively toward the hearing uh, dog. I have noted a big change in the community uh, attitude since from the time when, from when I got a first hearing dog in 1991 to now where when I first got my hearing dog, um, I had a lot of problems getting into asset. I will almost always have a complaint with the anti-discrimination commission, but yeah. now rarely have a complaint. Um, in most cases, what I do is I should tell them a hearing dog. It usually I tell them a hearing dog, and I should, if they try to get me out, I should ignore them and walk straight through. Yeah. And does um she have a coat that says that she's a hearing dog? Yep, she have an orange collar, an orange collar, orange lead and an orange coat which is supplied by the hearing dog with the hearing dog logo on it 
um, and I have an ID card um, issued by the hearing dog. And for travelling into Queensland, I have her uh, Queensland um, hearing guide, hearing and assistant dog app card. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Um, can you tell me what sort of a difference did your first dog make to you? Okay. When or before I had the hearing dog, I used to do paper ground, and which meant I would have to get up four o'clock in the morning, um, and I had no chance of hearing the alarm clock ring in the morning. So what my parents had, my parents had to come in four o'clock in the morning to wake me up, to make sure I could get up to go do my paper ground, and um, and. Um, but back now with the hearing dog, I don't need to rely on any other person. My dog does it for me. That's great. And did she, did, did, did the first dog really, did you notice a huge impact on your life in general? We a lot more um, independent and, I did, and um, a lot of people come up to me and want to know about the dog. It, a motivator for people. Yeah. I mean, start talking about the dog. Because people want to find out what the dog is, how they work, and how they support me. Yeah. What were the breeds of your other two dogs? Okay. The other dog that I used to have, uh, they were all rescue dog. Yeah. One was wide, the hair, the terrier, and the second one was a healthy Labrador cross. Hearing dog have now changed the policy of not using rescue dog, but dog from, um, that come from puppy, um, better the puppy breeder. So we didn't yep. tell to try that with a train. Uh, they trained the Lord to make it so much harder for to get a uh, dog in pound with a yep. uh, dog or dog in South Australia have to be. Uh, Microchip, right? The soul. So, dog is not getting lost and return, and they're getting returned more easily. Yes. Very hard to get dog that is not uh, descent. Yes. What is the best thing about having an assistance dog, a hearing dog? It's a great companion. Um, it gets you out traveling with other people. Um, and a really good support because I know I can maintain my independence without having to use other people. What is a downside? What would be the worst thing that's happened to you because you have an assistance dog? Really hard to tell. Basically, it's being discriminated. Yeah. Being told you can't get in. Uh, have, um, you find discrimination occurred in a wide, I have been in a wide range of situations, not only from small little people, but also big company. Uh, but an example was um, um, I was living in Queensland at the time and I wanted to fly to Cairns and the airline told that, well, you can come on, but you couldn't get a discount fare, but you had to pay all the comedy fair. Um, it took 
Bye.